Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast and Radio MD, and we have a great guest today. But first, I've got to tell you, this is the Six Normals Plus Two segment. Yeah, we've got a special segment now called Six Normals Plus Two. It's the health and life insurance plan segment. And maybe if you get to six normals, what are they? They include your blood pressure being normal, less than 125, less than 80, that's it. Your body mass index, normal. Your LDL cholesterol, under 70, 70 or under. Um, No cotiny, no tobacco in products in your urine a stress management program completed, and your fasting blood sugar under 100, those are six normals, plus two, see your physician um, once a year to get these values, see your practitioner once a year to get these values, and your immunization's up to date. That's six normals, plus two. That's the health and life insurance plan segment of the day, and yes, Um, We have a great guest, Gerald Lamole, who wrote a book on lymph. Now, I've never heard of a book on lymph, and in fact, I think this is the original, the only book that I know of on lymph, and it's perfect for that six normals plus two segment on health and insurance plans, because this is an additional thing that maybe you should think of when you're thinking of a lower cost health and insurance plan like the six normals plus two health plan options. Six normals plus two health plan options, the optimal health care plan for everyone. So let's go right away to a great guest um, who did this segment specially. This is a just a outstanding book because one, it is so unusual and two, we didn't even expect to get it. The six normals plus two segment coming up. I want to just remind everyone we are sponsored by Life's First Naturals, the makers of bovine colostrum, and that may have some role in the lymph system. I don't know what it is, but I do know that it helps prevent leaky gut after strenuous exercise or if you're taking a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug and decreases upper respiratory infections in general. That's lifesfirstnaturals.com. But let's get back. This should be such a wonderful subject. Dr. Lamole is a cardiac surgeon by training, was chief of cardiac surgery um, for a number, I don't know, how many years were you chief of cardiac surgery, Dr. Lamal? Well, at, uh, at Temple for about uh, 10 years, Temple Medical School, and then at uh, Christiana Care uh, for 20 years, I was chief of cardiac surgery. And incidentally, m- there there is a history of cardiac surgeons gravitating to integrative medicine, like Mehmet, my son-in-law, but also uh, Dr. Gundry and... Um, uh, what was the fellow from um, from New Orleans who wrote the sugar uh, book? Um, uh, I think, but anyway, 
there's a some kind of attraction to integrative medicine for cardiac surgeons. I don't know what it is, but thanks for having me on. And and and, and I should say that one of the best, um, although he he would deny his attraction to integrative medicine, I think Toby Cosgrove did some of the really great studies on meditation and guided imagery decreasing length of hospital stay after cardiac surgery. So even uh, even even a uh, strong, um, or if you will, organic surgeon um, uh, had, had a role in that as well. But let's talk about, I never knew about the lymph system and its sclerosis after cardiac surgery. So you got into this in a um, serious way because of your study of, of what caused heart disease. Is that right? Yeah, well, I was uh, involved in the first uh, five transplants, uh, successful transplants that were done in the States uh, in, when I was down in Houston, Texas with Dr. Cooley. And um, would they be, these people became our not only our patients but our friends because we were with them day and night and uh, we went to ball games together, and we didn't know what was going to happen to the people with the immune systems, et cetera. But so, and then within the first year or two after surgery, all of them died from what they call galloping atherosclerosis. And it, these were healthy hearts with great vessels, and after a short period of time, they had these 90 year old arteries. And it really was bothersome because it was not only a professional failure but a personal loss. So when I went back as chief at cardiac surgery at Temple Medical School, I had a lab going, and we looked with the pathologist, and the pathologist, Betty Lausch, was interested in foam cells. At that time, we didn't even know what they were for. and It was very slim back in 79 and I'm sorry, 69 and 70. So we we looked at it, and um, we did some experiments with rhesus monkeys and uh, ligating the lymphatics of the uh, of the heart, and we could develop a coronary artery disease in several months, giving them a high fat diet. So there was something to it when we ligated the lymphatics, obstructed them, uh, it, they weren't the vessels were not cleared enough. So uh, looking at that, I observed over the years, we'd see these streaky little white lines coming out of the atherosclerotic hearts and not in the normal hearts or the, you know, valve hearts. And uh, biopsied some of these, and they were sclerotic lymph vessels. So we added two to two together, and sure enough, there was a, a lymphatic clearance uh, in the lower part of the uh, the adventitia of the uh, of the arteries, and uh, looking through the um, through the uh, literature, there was nothing written about that. But what would what we wound up postulating in 1981 was that the uh, reverse cholesterol transport was through the lymphatics. And HDL and macrophages carried the cholesterol through this wall of the artery down to the lymphatics in the adventitia, back through the lymphatics to the to the venous system to be metabolized by the liver. And over the years, uh, although there was very little uh, research done in the beginning, 
later on in the the maybe 10 years ago things started picking up and it looks like most people that re, you know do research in this area will will agree that this is the primary methodology of getting the the cholesterol transported back from the arterial wall to the liver now let's go and talk about the lymph system in general since many most of our listeners um even though we have a high physician group and and uh, caregiver group that listens, that downloads us, but I'll bet many of us don't remember what the lymph system is other than it gets uh, swollen when you tie it off. That is an artery, and or that some of it can cause that, that when you tie off the lymph vessel, the arm will get swollen, or um, that maybe it's responsible for some of the edema in the leg. So most of us don't know what it is. Um, and before I reread, uh, before I read your book, Lymph and Longevity, um, The Untapped Secret to Health, um, so I didn't remember much about the lymph system um, and how it lymph travels from one area to another. So talk to us about the lymph system in general. Well, you know, it's interesting because when we were in medical school, and, and you too, and I I think today most of the kids uh, going through school, uh, basically they they the neurovascular bundle, they say nerve artery vein, nerve artery vein. So you'd have to learn and learn the nerve artery vein. They never talked about the lymphatics, which was sitting right amidst those all those things. Yeah, we so, actually learned it as navel, nerve artery vein, empty space, lymph. Oh, good. There you are. So things are progressing since I went to school. But uh, So the, the idea is that what the lymph does, we have a system where blood goes through the arteries to the capillaries, and it, the fluid in the blood is oozed into the interstitial space or the space between every cell. And what that does is it nourishes the cells. It gives the cells the cholesterol that it needs to make hormones and to, to make a cell membrane and things like that. So it's it's very essential. But unfortunately, it leaves about 10 or 15% of the fluid there. And we really couldn't survive unless all that was picked up by the lymphatic system, the lymph, uh, the lymph uh, tissue weaves itself in between the, the cells so that it picks up this lymphatic, uh, the, the, the fluid, but it also picks up any fat molecules or large proteins because they can't get back into the arterial or venous vascular system. They have to go through the lymphatics all the way up the thoracic duct, which is in the chest wall, and then back into the subclavian vein to be processed by the liver uh, once it gets back in the circulation. But it, these things can't get directly to the to the uh, vascular system. They have to go through the lymphatics. The second thing it does is that it handles the lipids and large proteins. They have to go through lymphatics to be processed by the liver. So, And the third thing it does is it houses the immune system 
So what happens is when you get a foreign substance either produced outside the body or a toxic substance produced inside, inside your body, it has to be cleared, brought through, and sampled by the immune system and the dendritic cells, the cells of the immune system have to bring it into the lymph nodes to test, to find out if this is evil or good stuff. So what happens is that it, it is basically the first tissue that any toxin reaches in our, in our system. So it's very, very essential for us to have that rapidly occurring situation uh, where the toxins picked up early, it signaled to the rest of the body whether it's something bad or good, and uh, and passed on down the line through nerve synapses or through through uh, cytokines and messenger signals. So it it really has a tremendous function for for other than just uh, you know we we everybody got interested because cancer cells are always thought of. Uh, in the lymph system, that's where they reside. So people are. In- that's and and the lymph system includes those lymph yes. nodes. And you told me, and and I didn't realize we had any place near as many as you describe yes. in the book. I thought we had a few, but you you describe over right. five hundred in the average but individual. Inter- and I, 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 what's interesting is that every day, every day, twenty five billion white cells go through each lymph node. So that is, that's a big order. I mean, these guys are working 110% of the time. And that's why when you get swollen, they're making cells to fight whatever caused the swelling. So it's a wonderful organ. It's a wonderful system that deserves in its own right to be recognized. And the thing is that it isn't recognized. It's always thought of as an adjacent thing to some organ system. So it's important, I think, to, in its own right to get, be studied and recognized as a, as a, uh, a system. And I think that, you know, the, the, this book, the reason, one of the reasons I wrote it is that I wanted people to be directed towards that idea that this is a special system on its own. Because when they realize that, they will be, adhere much more to the, to the things that will help m- move your lymph flow and get you well. And, and it's interesting, if you know, <laughs> all the, um, we always say, you know, stress modification, exercise, and, and diet. And it seems like, gee, you do the right things and the cancer is low, you do the right things and the heart disease is low, Alzheimer's disease, all these things are, and the same thing, the same three uh, modalities make you better from all these things. And what's the unifying concept? It's the lymphatics are affected profoundly by those three things, by exercise, by stress modification, and by uh, polyphenols and flavonoids and a good diet. Let's go in and talk a little bit, if I can, about just edema of the legs. Because um, one of the things we see in people who are beginning to develop um, problems with cardiovascular function is swelling in the legs. And how much of that is due to lymph flow or lack thereof? And what can we do to improve uh, lymph flow? One of the things you, you describe is I always think of the lymph 
they were little these little white uh, tubes but I always thought of them as just tubes but they have some vascular they have muscle inside them that helps constrict so that was new to me um, so talk to me a little bit about um, edema of the legs yeah well the, the thing about edema, once again, we, we talked about 10 or 15% of the fluid gets kind of sequestered and has to be cleared through the lymphatics uh, in this process where we're converting uh, blood coming from the artery through the capillary back to the vein. And so the lymphatic system has to clear that. Now, if for some reason, and there are multiple reasons, uh, that, that, that it's not clearing it fast enough, you will get edema. And for example, if the pressure in the venous system is too high, or there's compression of the lymphatic vessels, or there's sluggish lymphatic vessels, um, the the vessels have a pulsatile uh, propulsion in, uh, of their own. They have they can go into spasm. They can relax. But the biggest thing that forces that forces uh, the fluid forward. Is um, is exercise and pulsations from the arterial walls of the uh, vessels near near them, and fortunately the lymphatic uh, vessels have one-way valves, so the, the 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 fluid is always moving upwards. But if you have a high pressure, it's going to back up, and you're going to have a collection of, of fluid. Not we see that in heart failure or in varicose veins or things like that. Um, the other issue, of course, is if you have a lymph edema where your your lymphatics are basically shedding uh, fat and uh, uh, immunoglobulins and triglycerides into the tissue, like we see in uh, severe obesity of the abdomen, uh, what happens is uh, the people with obesity or diabetics have a hundred times the porosity of the lymphatics than normal people, people with lower BMIs. So what happens is the fluid that's going through the lymphatics leaks out of these pores and the, the, the protein or fat that was supposed to be delivered through the lymphatic system is actually just building up in the tissue around it, compressing it. And we found recently that that the fat cells are actually tissue that secretes hormones, and if they're if they're blocked, you're going to have the wrong hormones secreted, and you're going to have some issues with insulin, etc. So, the the thing that primarily is creates this situation is we have to clear this ten or fifteen percent extra fluid every day. We, we, the body trans, you know, we, maybe twice or three times a, a day, the body will, um, get rid of the, 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 the lymph tissue or, f or process it. But if we don't do that, it's going to collect in the periphery, like in the ankles and the, uh, or if you've had a, a, a radical mastectomy, the lymph nodes and the lymph tissue is removed and it has to build up. Uh, a system around it to, to increase the circulation. Just like if a railroad uh, had a blockage in it, you'd have to take a route around it to get to the next, the next station. Um, so when you, you see this occur, 
you have you have to do things like massage, which uh, so that's one of the therapies you recommend is massage and some deep breathing, which also helps move the fluid. Um, you have a whole bunch of of recommendations in the book. Um, and so the book just isn't a anatomic description or description of problems, but there's some, uh, in fact, there's five for flow, which is supplements for fighting uh, cancer and for moving the lymphatic um, drainage, if you will. And uh, in addition to the herbs, I didn't know that ginseng, Siberian ginseng was important in this, but you also um, talk about uh, not only um, massage, but other things that help your lymph glands, your lymph system uh, function to get, I guess, to get more fluid, more flow through the lymph nodes. Right. Yeah, well, the like you said, the, the deep breathing and the exercise, the thoracic duct goes through the, um, through the chest and it, it, it has a negative pressure in the chest when you take a deep breath. And the diaphragm massages this thoracic duct and pushes the lymph forward so it goes up and up and up. And it has one-way valves so that it doesn't get dropped back down. And so that's how it's propelled into the venous system. So you have deep breathing and exercise. You, you have certain polyphenols and flavonoids in the, in, in the vegetables and plants and fruits that you eat that will relax, relax the, uh, the lymph vessels and create pulse, uh, propulsion and pulsation so that the muscles will synchronistically squeeze and pump and squeeze and pump so they're working in, in unison to, to, to deliver the lymph. So you can eat your diet. You can avoid smoking because it, it causes sclerosis of the uh, lymphatics. It, uh, the, um, it causes uh, increased uh, ACTA uh, cortisol and increases uh, and, and that cr- creates uh, failure of the lymphatic systems. You have to, all these things that cause stress modifications in your hormonal system are are sclerotic f- factors for lymph lymph drainage so it's important to keep the lymph flowing and the way to do that is e- exercise stress modification and a, a a diet and I don't want to get into you know what kind but most of the di- diets we talk about have a, a a lot of plants and a lot of fruits and vegetables in them too irrespective of what what you're talking about. So those are the ways to keep the the lymph flowing and they're wonderful because you know when you know that what it's doing you're much more apt to do those things when you know that the exercise and rebounding for example or 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 exercise, any exercise is causing you're deep breathing and the diaphragm massaging that thoracic duct up. You know that the lymph is getting into where it should be and to be processed by the liver. So, and you know when you're you're doing a meditation or or yoga, or, which is called an internal massage. Uh, you know that will happen in the same way with the massage. We're at our time break, Doctor Lamol, but I 
this is an exciting book, as you can tell, Lymph and Longevity. I didn't know that sauna worked maybe through the lymph system to increase it as well. Maybe that's how it has such beneficial effects. This is a really, as you can tell, uh, Dr. Lamole is passionate about this. And he is, has written a just superb book, Lymph and Longevity. We are brought to you by Bovine Colostrum, Life's First Naturals, which helps, I think, the lymph system function better as well. But in any case, Lymph and Longevity, a wonderful book. Thanks very much. And thank Caitlin for engineering, but especially thank you, the listener, because you're what motivates us. This is 1067B of You, the Owner's Manual. Tell your friends about us, rate us. Um, and remember, this is a every week event. You get a new wonderful guest. And obviously, I learned a lot about lymph and longevity. I should say there are a whole bunch of recipes in the book as well that are to stimulate your lymph system, rebounding, sauna, massage, chiropractic, a whole bunch of things that I didn't know worked on the lymph system. Hopefully you'll know now too. Thanks again. We'll be back next week.